Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Hey, this is Brad Zunica, Sean Poodle's first baseman, and you're listening to Tom Talks Baseball. And welcome back. Another edition of the Tom Talks Baseball Podcast. Sod Poodles Spotlight here on KGNCNewsNow.com and 1009TheEagle.com. I'm Tom Young. I'm David Lovejoy. And very excited for today. We got the newest member of the Amarillo Sod Poodles on with us, Taylor Trammell. He is the number 30 prospect in all of baseball, according to the updated MLB Pipeline rankings. The number three Padre prospect. And of course, they got him in a trade that three-team trade where Trevor Bauer went to the Reds, Trammell came over to the Padres. Just 21 years old, on a very hot team right now. Saw Poodles winners of eight of their last ten. They got the best record in the Texas League, and Trammell hit his first home run with the team last night. A game-tying shot in the eighth inning that helped the Saw Poodles beat the Rock Hounds 4-3. to Taylor joins us on the podcast. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're doing very well. Very excited to talk to you here this afternoon. First of all, you know, you're playing ball there in Cincinnati with their organization have been the last few years, and all of a sudden, you know, the MLB trade deadline comes around, and you find out that you're on the move uh, with that big uh, Trevor Bauer deal that brought him over to the Cincinnati Reds. Did you know that maybe your name was going to be involved in a trade, or did that just completely catch you off guard? It caught me off guard. I was, um, I really didn't know what was happening at first, but then I was just told that I was traded and caught me off guard a little bit. I was like, what? And then, um, <laughs> yeah, they just said I was traded and I was like, well, well this is pretty cool, man. <laughs> and, uh, it took me a few minutes to find out what, uh, what team it was with. And uh, when I found out it was the Padres, I was ecstatic. I was, I was so happy. Well, obviously, haven't been with the Padres organization very long, just uh, five games so far in Amarillo with the Saab Poodles. Uh, what are your thoughts on the organization and the team so far? We're nasty. <laughs> uh, we're good. <laughs> uh, the guys, I think the uh, it's a really good environment. I think the guys that are with us right now, the, the team itself, themselves, everybody's looking to win. Uh, that's one thing I've I've learned very early. It's not a uh, you know I think guys really want to win. They really want to get this championship uh, championship game. And I'm I'm just here to contribute. You know I'm just trying to uh, be myself and uh, play as hard as I can. But uh, that's one thing I noticed really often. That these guys are good, uh, and I'm just happy that I can contribute. Well, going back to that real quick, uh, the Chattanooga Lookouts team you're on with Cincinnati uh, did not win the division in the first half and uh, way down in the bottom uh, of their standings right now. So no playoff berth looks like is coming out of the Chattanooga team this year. Then you get traded to the Padres, who have already clinched a playoff spot and uh, right now the best record in the Texas League. I know the ultimate goal is to make the big leagues with the Padres now, but what does it do for your morale and uh, your want to play knowing that you're now on a playoff team? Yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. I Because um, I was... You know, talking to some people, and it was like, you know, I went from, uh, you know, one day, you know, not, 
you know, going to the playoffs and everything like that, you know, I know it was a deadline of my season and everything like that. Uh, ending my lease on this day, this certain day and everything like that. And then uh, having to move, you know, I don't know, like 1,500 miles away and, you know, going to the playoffs, being in Texas and everything. It's like, you know, it's crazy how, uh, it's just crazy how things work and how uh, things play out and everything like that. So I, I tell people all the time, I, I can play baseball. You know, if I could play 365 days a year, uh, I would love it. You know, my body probably wouldn't, but I would love it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that's uh, that's awesome. Uh, I get to play through, uh, play in September. Uh, I get to play through, um, you know, I get to play a little bit longer. That's awesome. You know, this is what I signed up for. This is the game I love to play. So as, a, as many times as I get to play this game and, uh, you know, play with guys that, you know, I love playing with, I'm, I'm going to continue to do it. Taylor, I'm going to talk about another passion that you used to have before baseball took it over. Uh, in 2015, you were the Georgia Class A Offensive Player of the Year, uh, almost 3,000 yards rushing, 36 touchdowns. Uh, offers from several colleges, uh, even more so than baseball. What was the thing that made you choose baseball over football if you look at someone like kyler murray he did the exact opposite uh what what were some of the things that made you or persuaded you to pursue baseball as a career you know i think uh i think i kind of alluded to earlier i can play i can play baseball pretty much every day uh, you know as i said earlier my my body probably not i might not like it but i will and uh i i couldn't do that with football you know i, I just didn't like practices i you know, I didn't have that drive as I do for baseball. Um, you know, it was just one of those things where, you know, uh, you know, you hear all the things about, you know, the CTE things and everything like that. Not, not, not if I were scared or anything like that, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, I'd much rather play a game that I love, love to go out there every single day and actually have fun and, you know, actually enjoy every single day rather than, you know, football you know i think that was just uh you know i can fail in this sport i can you know have my ups and downs in the sport but i still go to the field every single day and know that i'm you know i feel like i'm the best player out there and that's that's what i love about this game uh it's a humbling sport it's like you know it's a beautiful sport i love going out there every single day and you know with football you know i don't think i can say the same thing uh practices just weren't my thing and I've, uh, my dad says, whatever you do, do the, uh, you know, the best of your ability and, you know, have fun with it. I, I didn't think I could get that with football. Yeah. And you, you just brought up your father. Uh, you come from a hardworking family. Your mother uh, worked two jobs at one point to help you and your brother get through private school, high school, and your dad, uh, a postal worker, a, a veteran like myself. Uh, what have they sure. instilled in you as far as work ethic? You know, just resiliency. Yeah, my my parents they, they they always talk to me. They always you know giving me lessons and anything like that. Ever since I was younger, but you know as I've gotten older, as I got into high school and as I got drafted, everything like that. I think you know I started listening to them more. Um, you know they could tell like the difference in you know how I listen now because when I was like in middle school and stuff like that, I was stubborn. I was <laughs> a teenager. I yeah. I really didn't know anything. I thought I had the whole world in my hands. I thought I was gonna do you know. Unbelievable, like, you know, just do things that I never thought I would do. And then just, it's, it was just crazy. So I think my parents instilled in me, you know, just whatever you do, do the best of your ability. You know, don't, 
you know, always trust God. Don't don't worry about the bad things in life. Don't worry about the setbacks. Don't worry about um, just all these little things. You know, life's like a book. You know, there's always going to be a next chapter. There's always going to be, you know, ups and downs in life. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it's just how you deal with it, how you are as a person. You know, they, they always tell me, you know, you know, baseball game one day. It's just how you treat people, how you are to other people, um, how you are as a person. And so I could say, you know, honestly, my family, my parents and my family, they, they really just instilled in me, you know, just be a, just be a God-fearing man and just don't worry about the bad in life. Uh, don't worry about the trials and tribulations because at the end of the day, it's, they're going to be in the past. Uh, that's the good thing about life. That's the good thing about baseball. You know, there's always, a, there's always another day. <laughs> you know, there's always a, a next time. So yeah. uh, I think that's, that's just the biggest thing that you know, they, they could have taught me is just, uh, you know, just being, at the end of the day, just be a good person. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, take what you do, take pride in it, um, provide, and everything will fall in its place. Well, hats off to your parents. I had an excellent job raising a great young man there. They're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they definitely got to be proud of you of what you've done uh, up to this point. That hard work ethic uh, paying off, as uh, we mentioned earlier, you are the number thirty prospect in all of baseball, and because you are a top prospect, you get a chance to play in some games that other top prospects play in. You've played in the last couple mm-hmm. futures games. You got the MVP. A uh, couple years ago, he had a funny moment uh, this year when he tried to steal home. It looked like you were safe. I, I called him uh, safe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was safe. And, and the, the umpire called you out. But uh, but talk about those a little bit. Being able to play a game with the best amongst your peers and uh, the, both games you've played, you've been very successful in. Yeah, I think you know those games. I, I play free. I I think that's one of the things that I've I've told myself and just tried to you know be you know as calm as possible. Because I find whenever like those games come on and everything like that, I'm not worried about an average. I'm not even not not, not to say I do it in the first place, but I'm not worried about you know just anything really. I'm just having fun. You know, it's, you know the games they don't matter. You know, you want to win, you want to win for your team and everything like that. But you're just playing free. You know, you're not worrying about anything. And um, you know, the, of course, you know the first game I was in it was in 2018. I think. Uh, I think I went two for two, and then last year, well, this year I went, you know, one for two, and it's just, it's just a fun time. Uh, I had a blast with it. You know, we, we alluded to, uh, you know, the stolen base home. I, I was thinking about that, and I keep, I, I continue to think about that. Ever like it, it's funny how much I think about it. It's probably like once every day because I look at, I look back at it. You know, people, people will tell me like, oh yeah, you were safe. And I'm like, yeah, I know I was safe, and everything like that. And and then I'm thinking, and I'm like. You know, ever since that happened, I think Gavin Lux, who was up to bat at the time, uh-huh. I think he, he he I think he's probably he was probably really upset at me, and I think he just said, you know, this is the, like this is the time I'm just I'm about to just go off. I'm gonna prove Tramel wrong. I can hit with bases loaded, and um, <laughs> uh, he's he's been going off. And after that, so I think he's been like I don't know. Ever since after the future game, he's probably like hit like five hundred or something wow. like that. Something ridiculous. <laughs> wow. And so. And so I've been talking to him and everything like that. I'm telling him, like, dude, you're an unbelievable player and everything like that. You know, we're with the same agency and uh, we've uh, we've we're, we've grown together ever since we've been gra- been drafted and everything like that. And so, um, you know, I went up to him and I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm you know my bad and everything. He's like, no, no, it's cool, it's whatever. They had to pay Nate uh, Nate Pearson 
was throwing a hundred the next at bat, and I'm just like, oh darn it! But uh, you know the uh, <laughs> sorry about was, that. It was really, it, yeah, it was, you know, it was really funny how like everything unfolded. But you know, I, I looked at him like, you know, if I would have just let him hit, he probably would have hit a grand slam. I don't even know how many home runs he had after that game, but it's it's an un- unbelievable amount. And wow. I'm like, I've texted him multiple times, and I'm like, yeah, you're unbelievable. You're you're a great player. Can't wait to see you in uh, Los Angeles and everything like that. So I think it's just one of the funniest things uh, that un, uh, unraveled throughout that game because, <laughs> uh, like I said, people are like, yeah, you were safe, you were safe. And I'm like, you know, if I wasn't, you know, if I didn't get out, he would have won the MVP if he would have probably hit a grand slam or he would have like a two-run double or something like that. So I, I either – so it could have gone either way. If I was safe, you know, that would have been awesome. We would have won the game. But – at the same time, Gavin would have most likely gotten the MVP if he would have gotten the hit. So I think that's funny how uh, you know some things play out and everything like that. So it's, it's, it was a fun game. Well, well, here's what I think. When when, uh, when Gavin becomes a Hall of Famer in the year 2040 and he's up there giving his uh, acceptance speech, he better remember that moment <laughs> that, that propelled his yeah. career. Yeah. Uh, and, and all of a sudden he just became this monster batter. It's because uh, Tremel stole home and took his grand slam away yeah, in the, yeah. <laughs> the 2019 features game. You, you mentioned earlier there when you're playing, you don't really focus on stats. You know, you got a lot of guys who are working on this, working on that. If, you, if you're not focusing on stats, if you had to describe yourself as a player, what kind of player are you and what kind of player are you looking to become? I just want to be, a, I'm just going to be a grinder. I think that's like a, I have to like a polished grinder. You know, I, I like to go out there every single day. I like to leave it out on the field. I don't like to hold back or anything like that. I feel like when I'm at my worst, I hold back. And um, I think that was one of the things that uh, AJ Perley, um he told me when when I got traded. He just said, "Just play free. You know, this last month, just play free. Don't worry about anything." And so I think that's just one thing I'm just like having fun with, um, having fun meeting new people. I, I think you know me as a player. I think I'm gonna you know just continue to go out there and just compete every single day. You know, try and figure out, uh, work on new things, everything, learn. Uh, learn from other teammates, coaches, and everything like that. So that's just kind of a player I, I want to be. Um, I want to be a you know a guy that guys look up to and just you know say you know okay, if you did something wrong, you just go to Tremel or something like that. I, you know, I think that should be kind of cool because I, I like to you know look at things during the game, uh, trying to figure out little things that pitchers do or you know, batters do or anything like that. So that's just kind of player I want to be. Taylor, you, you can hit. You can hit for power. Uh, you have some great defense. But I think one of the aspects of your game, because of the way baseball is played now, is that you don't hear a lot about is your speed. Uh, you're a great base runner. What would you like to do? Would you like to challenge maybe Ricky Henderson? Would you like to be that model of a player who's always a threat as soon as he gets on first, that it'll take second, take third? Absolutely, I think um, I think that aspect. You know, you see those type of type of stats and everything like that, and then you look at the guys that are hitting behind them, and you know those guys are you know two eighty three hundred with you know unbelievable amount of RBIs, unbelievable amount of you know uh, home runs and stuff like that. But simply because you know they're going to probably get more fastballs. Because yeah. um, if I'm on base, I think you know guys aren't going to start throwing you know. Uh, off speed and stuff like that because at the end of the day it just helps out the guy behind me. Yeah. If I can be that guy that's going to get on base and you know be a you know scoring threat or 
you know, be a stolen base threat. I think it just helps out the team as much as possible. The guys get more fat, like the guys get more fastballs. Guys get you know more better pitches to hit. Uh, simply because they're they're kind of worrying about me. I think that's that's awesome. Uh, that I get to help out those guys, uh, boost up their stats and everything like that. I can you know get them RBIs and everything like that. So whatever you know whatever chance I get to help those guys with, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Whether it be you know taking you know first or third and helping the guy get a you know a you know, a chopper ground ball that wouldn't be, you know, probably get me to second ball, probably get me to third base and actually scoring. That, that's just a difference in the game that helps out the pitcher, that helps out the guys behind me. So I think that just is, you know, it's kind of a ripple effect, really. So you're saying you're a, you want to be a table setter, you a, a term you haven't heard a whole lot anymore <laughs> with the way the game's going. But uh, I think the Sod Poodles definitely got a future table setter type player here. Uh, Taylor Trammell, the newest member of the Sod Poodles, uh, been batting leadoff for them lately as mm-hmm. well. Had the big home run last night yes. to tie things up in the eighth to keep the Sod Poodles rolling. Uh, Taylor, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Best of luck to you going forward. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Anytime, Taylor. We'll see you when you get back to Amarillo. Absolutely. God bless you guys.